Welcome to The Soul Connection, an exploration of the interconnectivity between our social influencers, physical and emotional well-being, with a spark of spirituality. Please welcome your host, The Soul Doctor, Dr. Christiane Lefferts, known as Dr. K. Hey, welcome to The Soul Connection. We have an exciting another edition of a health and freedom theme this week. And today, what we're going to do is we're going to be doing something a little bit different. I have return guest, Pastor McLeod, who's going to be joining us. And welcome, Pastor McLeod from Georgia, right? Always a delight to be with you. Yeah. Um, yes. And I'm excited because Pastor McLeod is a one rocking pastor. He's got a new album out. But what we're going to do is we're going to tune in to Dr. Lee Merritt in the first part of our segment here. And Dr. Lee is going to lay out some of the um, concerns that we should have right now with what's been going on in our, our medical system. If you don't know Dr. Lee Merritt, you can find her at themedicalrebel.com. And she has a lot of information up there for you to check out, a lot of sourced information as well. So we're going to start right now with bringing up this pre-record. Now, I was in Phoenix, and she was on a, um, a symposium that I co-hosted out there for Senator Bartel, one of the health and freedom champions. And Dr. Lee Merritt, she just knocked it out of the park. So we're going to cue her up right now. She is also a retired veteran, and she cares very much for this country. So let's listen up. Yeah, so you wanted me to talk about the, the, uh, the, the, what I call the, the, the great DNA war on humanity. Um, I'm going to talk about what I think is going on here. And I wish, you know, I'd really like to be spending my time learning what you're talking about, about more about holistic medicine and all this kind. There's so much stuff that's exciting that's happening. But I feel like that meme of that little girl, I don't know, maybe you've seen it on the internet, and it's this about four-year-old and she's holding what, you know, like an old time uh, 45 revolver and it says, everyone's bugging out about Russia, but me, this is me keeping my eye on my own shady ass government. I feel like that right now <laughs> because, you know, in February of 2020, um, Prashant Prad, well, actually it was January 31st, but Prashant Pradhan from Delhi, India, and his group published a paper. And the paper showed that in the S1 subunit of the spike protein of the so-called virus, there were four inserts and they were unnatural. These were four, they could tell they had been genetically spliced in there. They were quote, invariant, meaning they didn't vary from specimen to specimen, which makes a lie of everything that's kind of going on recently. But it also, they when they cross-referenced them in the blast, it turned out they were from HIV. So now we're hearing, oh, what a big surprise that people are losing their immune systems after this vaccine. Well, we knew it back then. And I'm going to tell you, so in 2020, February of 2020, I started saying, guys, this is a bioweapon. This isn't a naturally occurring anything. Let's wake up here. Um, and, and I think when we talk about what really happened here, I think this is a really important point to make. You know, how did we get the vaccine that we just gave to our entire military? Because this, we are in a war and we need to wake up and realize the consequences of what's going on. We took the word of Chinese medical scientists. Now, the, last I looked, they weren't allied with us, okay? They gave us the genome 
that they claimed was from one. I went back and looked at this when Andy Kaufman told me this was the paper, and he's right. This came from one guy. And keep in mind, when they first diagnosed this as a novel coronavirus disease and this, you know, this new COVID thing, they didn't have a test, which we never have had. They didn't have a test. They didn't have autopsies. They did it clinically. They said, this guy's got COVID. They took bronchoalveolar lung fluid. They dipsticked with PCR tests that were never meant to be used for this. And they, they created a genome that they put up in the, into the gene bank. That was then downloaded by our pharmaceutical industry. And boom, they said within hours, they had, they had the plans for a vaccine. And subsequently, that's what they claim they used to create these agents that they vaccinated our entire military with. Now, just without all the details of whether they were right, wrong, or indifferent about this genome, isn't that a little crazy? I mean, not only have they vaccinated our entire military based on what the Chinese told us, they've vaccinated our first responders, our firemen, our police force, every, our doctors, our nurses, everybody you would need in a crisis. So, I mean, if I have time, I'll, I'm going to go back and tell you what about some of this, how we were involved with this, and it ties into the Ukrainian labs and the, not just Ukraine, but all over the old Soviet Union. But, but in, in the short summary, um, we're, I think this was a four-stage war. The first stage was the so-called, was releasing this, uh, what I consider a, a bioweapon nanoparticle. I don't really think there was ever an airborne virus. It doesn't fit, but, but whether or not that, it doesn't matter. They did something that wasn't all that bad, but it made everybody afraid. Killed some people dramatically in three urban centers, Wuhan, Lombardy, and New York City. And then it kind of fizzled out in the population. But, but then we the, the phase two was the PSYOP where they locked us down, the classic psychological techniques uh, to make people afraid. You, you isolate people, you monopolize their perception, and then you confuse them. When you add confusion to fear, you get anxiety, and people have to do something to get out of that anxiety zone. I actually learned that from Mark McDonald, who's a pediatric psychiatrist in, in LA, and I said, Mark, tell me, who are these people driving around alone in a car in a mask? And that's what he explained. He said, those are Stockholm syndrome patients. And that's how you get there, is that you add fear, you add confusion to fear. So anyway, that was, so stage two was the PSYOP, false testing, the whole thing. Stage three was they had to get out of the anxiety zone. They ran out. And these people, people that I know that are smart, well-educated people, salt of the earth, farmer people, all sorts of walks of life that have common sense, but they ran out and they took these, what were really called viral-based genetic therapies. We know that from the FDA in 2015. Um, and they took them without doing the diligence, they, due diligence they would do looking to buy a car. They would at least go to Carfax, right? They didn't do that. They didn't do any, they didn't. And we who were speaking out, uh, like the people here, we were, we were censored, so they didn't get our voices. So that was stage three, but now we're in stage four. And this is important because now we're, we're, we don't want to be sit around, sitting around like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. And sometimes I feel like we're not just rearranging the deck chairs. We're, we're, we're rolling away from the Titanic, looking back at the Titanic, debating how to rearrange the deck chairs. But our big problem right now is where this goes. So we've already seen some really damaging numbers come out. The actuary in Indiana that came out and said that there was a 42% all-cause mortality that in 2021, not seen by the way in 2020. Now, 
that's that's a huge difference. The normal variation in all-cause mortality in the insurance industry is 0.1%. We're seeing 40 to 42% in Indiana. That's never been seen in the history of modern insurance, right? That's confirmed by the ONS data coming out of Britain at 47% all-cause mortality up. Germany is now reporting 25%. I can't get anything out of Israel. I, I think they're kind of trying to squelch it. But this is looking bad, and it's not everywhere. Because remember, Africa, there are countries there, many, there, the, the, all the brainiacs are thinking, how did Africa escape this? Well, I'll tell you, Africa only had, some countries were 7% vaccinated, <laughs> you know? So um, on the other hand, the Belgian contingent in the, in the, on the uh, Antar in Antarctica on the ice, completely isolated, completely screened, and completely vaccinated, two-thirds have, have positive for COVID. So it tells you what's going on here. But here we are in a demographic nightmare because we need to know now what the, what the not just what the death rate is now, but what the rate of change is, the first derivative. What's the, what's the acceleration or the deceleration of the death rate? And they're not telling us because they're hiding the data. I mean, these people that want us to, to follow the science, I, I had to laugh at this. After the FDA went with Pfizer to the court to bar the science coming out for 75 years, this is our federal agency supposed to protect people. They went together to court to bar this coming out for 75 years. And then when they were forced to release things, I have one, one thing that came out and I looked at it and I didn't even know what I was looking at because there was a big black you know, uh, bar across two of the graphs. And I thought, what is this? And then I realized this is a redacted data sheet are you kidding me like this is a cia document they redacted the graphs that they finally released <laughs> this is insane so that's what we're facing and personally uh i'm starting on my website i haven't got it quite up yet but i just finished the the, the form a community mortality survey a county mortality survey and what people can do if they want to volunteer is just don't go down to their county and get the all-cause mortality numbers for 2017 18 19 you know, 20, uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and now into 22, and the last couple of years trying to get it by the month. So we at some point to get an idea of where, where this goes, because we need to know, are we, in, are we in five years going to have a decreased population by 50%? Is it going to be by 10%? We don't know. And that is a key point because this is like being on the battlefield and you don't know you don't know how many the enemy are, and you don't know quite where they are, and you can't even figure out how many troops you have left. This is a terrible thing, so we need data. Well, and not just that, one point, when a country's reproductive rate gets below 1.6, a culture dies. Yeah. We haven't talked about the sterilization problem. It's we, and this, that's exactly right. This is without even looking at what we're clearly seeing. And, and then, of course, we have, you know, unprecedented numbers of stillbirths to the point that some of the OBGYN nurses are having, you know, psychologic trauma. This one doctor in Vancouver that reported it got put into a psych ward, you know, just to shut him up. Um, we're having uh, what what is reported is we have a huge uh, miscarriage rate in the first uh, trimester, 83% when they actually looked at the data correctly done by Pfizer. And, and who knows what else? We don't know the infertility rate yet. So that's yet to be known. So that's where we are. Now, I just, if, if I have a couple more minutes, I just want to make this point that, you know, it's easy to, it's easy to blame other people, but this, 
a lot of this stems back to 1991 when the Soviet Union fell and the Nunn-Lugar Act. I just want to point out because of all this, oh, surprise about the Ukrainian labs. No, it's not a surprise. We've known about this. This is, in fact, Senator Luger has his name on a, on a, on a bioweapons lab in Georgia. Of course, they don't call it bioweapons lab. It's always in the name of defense. But keep in mind that since 1991, we went in uh, after the Nunn-Lugar Act was signed. We went in and it was called the Cooperative Threat Reduction Program. That, and they keep changing their names and all the different acronyms. But the whole point was we, we provided $400 million a year for for a number of years and it was to uh take over those old soviet bioweapons labs in the ukraine georgia azerbaijan belarus uh kazakhstan and uzbekistan and per, and purposely we were we were supposed to help them decommission their neuro, their biologic chemical and nuclear stockpiles and and stabilize everything so disarmament you know but but in reality what we did was we just took them over and started running them and some of the players today are the players were the players back then now i can remember in 2000 i think this is a big dna war and that's a bigger talk which hopefully i'll give it dr butar's conference but the um the uh the in 19 in the 19 early late 1990s early 2000s i remember in about 2000 the chinese complained that we had some guys over there from harvard sampling their dna scavenging their dna and if you remember in 2017 putin complained that we were sampling their dna and not just the russians but specifically pure slavs and the and the air force actually owned up to that fact now i ran into a brigadier general just recently from retired from the air force and he said that the air force he probably said the air force had more genetic sequencers than any other service and i i was kind of taken aback by that i just i mean i don't think of our military as being genetic sequencing militarized operatives but i guess we are but but i would say that there's a lot of suspicious activity that we carried out and speaking of harvard so we had a guy from harvard dr michael callahan and he was sent over to be in charge of this cooperative threat reduction he had three three jobs he he was to reconfigure the former biologic weapons labs in the former soviet union to he was to accelerate drug and vaccine production and he was put in charge of quote gain of function programs for viral agents at those facilities and if you look at it later um the uh and then these facilities were all the ones that you know ken alabak whose real name was uh, i can't pronounce it necessarily right kana john alabekov but he was he was from uh uh, Kazakhstan originally, but he was the number two guy in biopreparat. And he, uh, there were like six or seven big labs that we then now owned, including the famous Vector and Vertsk and a couple, the Kirov Institute. And so we, we, we had our hands deep in this. This isn't just the Ukraine. And, um, we had, then I'll stop with this, but we had one other program. So, so uh, this guy, uh, Callahan, we used to be with USAID, which is a great way you can go around the world and do all sorts of stuff in the middle of nowhere. Nobody's watching you. USAID and Eco Health Alliance funded a thing called PREDICT. And um, PREDICT had a nine-year effort to catalog hundreds of thousands of biologic things, including over 10,000 bats. And Callahan, and I can't pronounce the co-author, maybe the lead author, which is, starts with a W, but it's a it's like a Thai, Thai name because it was diversity. They published this in Virology Journal in 2015, diversity of coronavirus in bats from Eastern Thailand. So, 
sorry guys we were working on this stuff you know that's that everybody wants to 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 take down ralph barrick and stuff but there's plenty of guilt to go around there's ralph barrick in north carolina frank Plummer, who died unexpectedly during this whole thing up in canada you know a couple chinese doctors that got shucked out of the winnipeg lab and went back behind the bamboo curtain never to be seen again i mean it's just this this is like a spy novel and i guess finally i would say that when you look at all the the bioweapons research and the congressional testimony we did it's amazing to me that we nobody seemed to quite hit it we had alabekov on our side remember he defected we had him we had callahan we had a whole bunch of guys advising our government and nobody said anything about this everything that they predicted were wrong and they always looked at terrorists they never considered a bigger entity taking this on they were always thinking about somebody in the cave in kandahar trying to trying to marry up with some bioterrorists and do something no no it turned out to be a huge nation state thing and you know um i, I guess that's and and that we're not out of this yet because one of the things that they 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 thought there would be three the big three that they predicted would be anthrax avian flu and kind of a worsening genetic genetic variation of a of an old-time pathogen like tularemia for example well of course that isn't what happened nothing they predicted nothing that they looked at was what actually happened but this interesting thing about avian flu is now we're seeing especially where i am in the midwest we're hearing uh robert cadillac is, is another actor here how he fits in here I, I i won't speculate but he's moved to kansas and i've been told watch out you're going to lose your animals you're going to lose your chickens and that's what i just heard this week we're now saying oh avian flu's coming avian flu we have not proven one time that flu transfers between birds and humans and yet they're going to get rid of our entire they're, they're talking about destroying the chicken industry and even our backyard chickens so this i'm just here to say i'm i'm trying i'm not trying to be chicken little here but i'm here to say we're in the midst of very uncharacteristic stealth fifth generational warfare and they're not only just they've 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 come after us they've come after our children now they're going to to the coup de drame maybe starvation the, the 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 supply lines and now the food supply so we need to wake the heck up okay wow 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 did you get all of that from dr merritt it's amazing she's um one of the powerful voices of our time i'm very blessed and privileged to have gotten to do a number of events with her and podcasts over the years she's a great friend yeah she really puts it out there and she is not holding anything back Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. What sets apart voiceamerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main voiceamerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. The Soul Connection with Dr. K. 
Host a forum of expert guests that showcase popular topics that can impact the soul. Weekly, Our Soul Doctor connects with authors, medical professionals, and leaders that share expertise and testimonials. Check out our growing community on site at soulconnectionusa.com. Tune in to Feed the Soul Live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, or listen on your time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to The Soul Connection. If you would like to call in during the show, call us at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to soulconnectionusa at protonmail.com. And now, back to this week's show. Now, I want to take a second here and I want to share my screen because you have put this whole crisis to music and we're going to talk a little bit about that. This beautiful poster of yours, Walking in Authority. So now we just heard from Dr. Lee and I see Dr. Lee is front and center on your poster there. And tell us a little bit about this music and song and and how you're dealing with all of this information. Well, I think it's interesting just to consider the Lord often uses his musicians to send them out on the front lines first. I uh, get images, you know, British fife and drama leading the way, you know, in the, um, the wars that have been fought over the history. Um, I showed the cover idea to a good friend in England, and he was very taken with it. Um, he said he reminded him of that old children's song in church and I mean never march with the infantry ride with the cavalry shoot with the artillery never zoom over the enemy but I'm in the Lord's army I think that's one of the things that are missing right now people not understanding how to walk in God's authority you know Luke 10 19 comes to mind uh, behold I give unto you power to tread over scorpions and serpents and over all the power of the enemy nothing shall be by any means hurt you and, and yet most of the church is complied. Um, you know, we were warned in the last days, they'd be tickling your ears. They went to hear the sound doctrine. We're seeing that happening now. So um, the album cover is basically, you know, a handful of close friends and pastors and uh, speakers have done numerous events and conferences with um, that we're, we're not complying. We're not, you know, we're going to back down. We're going to go forward. God's army mm-hmm. moving forward. In the background, there's a, a bulldozer with a number of people, if we can still call them people. If they're in fact their DNA is still people, that's questionable now. And they've got their mask on and um, they're trying to bulldoze their new world order, their great reset or whatever they want to call it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, who's standing in front of the bulldozer there? Tell us, tell us the characters who are in the bulldozer because it's, you know, they're hard to see, but I'm guessing I can well, make uh, out a few of those. Yeah, I, I, some of them, um, I don't know if I've got a complete list of all of them right now, but um, there's, there's certainly Bill Gates representing the Gates of Hell Foundation and Anthony Fauciitis mm-hmm. himself, and there's uh, the Prince of Wales, and of course, Klaus Schwab, Dr. Evil himself appears, um, mm-hmm. Jim Smith from the Pfizer board, and Craig Venter, the transhumanist, and Elon Musk, people, oh, he's our friend, he's going to give you Twitter freedom back. Um, he's trying to 
microchip your brain before the end of the decade. And of course, Dr. Yudel Noah Harari, who I think is uh, trying out for the role of Antichrist right now. Wow. Wow. A lot of people don't know him. Uh, I actually cited him, some of his words in one of my books that's going to be coming out shortly. But um, he really, he he doesn't mix any punches. He has put it out there that he tells people that this idea that we can have an any type of freedoms is um, a Christian ideology. And he's using his freedom of expression, his freedom of, te- of speech to tell us that we don't have any. And then right. there's the same yes. guy that's got on there and said, that thing about Jesus, you know, being the son of God and, and, and raised from the dead, that's fake news. Well, I'd like to see him prove that one mm-hmm. because the evidence is overwhelming that we uh, we've got so much you know evidence that he's never obviously looked at so i pray for him we should pray for him he's supposed to commandment to them the lord most of the church doesn't want to do that and i want to bring encouragement to your listeners because um you know zephyr uh, 317 the, the lord thy god in the midst of thee he's mighty he will save and rejoice with thee um you know rest in his love his supernatural love he's, and, he, and he just says there's a line there about he will joy over us with singing. He sent the, the, the stories where he sent the musicians out. They didn't have to fight the battle. All they had to do is praise him. And, and he took care of it supernaturally, destroyed the, the enemy right in front of them. And I think that's going to happen here. I think we're going to see a lot of these people locked up for crimes against humanity. Too much of the world. That's what they're afraid of. The, the Lord said, know the truth. The truth will make you free. That's the major thing they're afraid of is you finding out what they've done here. They just um, recently came out like I've warned people for ages, don't take the PCR test. It's not going to show you anything you need. And now we, we know that they've laced a lot of them with poisonous chemicals like sodium um, acide. Um, mm. I mean, there's, I mean, I've been warning my church for, for, for ages, way before this thing really, you know, um, went full force on this. And, you know, look, where the, the Lord, the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. So um, in, the, in the churches, you know, we see a lot of lukewarm believers out there. I mean, think about it. The, the Lord, five out of the seven churches got heavily rebuked in Revelation. So this is not a time to mess about. It's a time to get serious and, and, and get on the narrow path. It's not a wide pace. It's a very narrow path. The very few there find it. Uh, when this started back in 2020, March 2020, I remember I, I shared with my church um, a document from ID uh, 2020 Alliance Microsoft, right? Mm-hmm. Something to the effect of um, as more and more transactions become digital in nature and built around a single global identification standard supported by Microsoft, right? Kaching, that's where the money's flowing. The question who's going to govern this evolving global community and economy becomes relevant. Well, you want to get relevant, and then it says something about, especially since non-participants in the system would be unable to buy or sell goods or services. That's where this is headed. And I looked at my church, Dublin Fellowship, and I said, you know, this is Revelation 13. It's happening right in front of you. If, if, if our world is not on a direct path to the fulfillment of Revelation 13, 16 through 18, you know, where you, nobody buys or sells except you've got the mark, then the only logical alternative would be that you have to ignore that something with the most uncanny resemblance to the mark of the beast systems unfolding right in front of us. 
Yes, but I I really do believe that they have overplayed their hand and that people are tired of being um, using the spear tactic to try to take away the rights, the freedoms, and they're getting tired of being bullied, quite honestly. And uh, I do believe that uh, they have their insistence of pushing a timeline is going to backfire. It is everything that they have set for us, like the time of Esther, is going to come back upon their own heads. Well, this is a story of payment again. I mean, the, the things tend in history play out again and again. In fact, there's um, a scripture in there that indicates this would happen again, like with mm-hmm. Esther and, and Haman. And so the very gallows that Haman, you know, was constructing because he he was offended by um, Mordecai, the Jewish guy, you know, wouldn't bow down to him. Mm-hmm. So he ends up dying on the very gallows he built for the enemy. And then in, in the Nuremberg trial, um, when the lead Nazis suddenly had that um, acknowledgement, he had a revelation that this was a gun playing out in, in, the, in the story of Esther. And he said that just as they um, hung him on the gallows. And let's not forget those doctors and nurses that were compliant and went along with the nefarious agendas, knowing this was wrong, and they did it anyways, and they ended up hanging as well at the Nuremberg trials. Yes, I do believe there will be a lot of fallout. And um, as Dr. Lee put it, there's just, there's no coincidence here. There's no coincidence that we have all causes of mortality skyrocketing, skyrocketing beyond any sensible uh, increase besides the entire global agenda to put something in every human being's body and using the spirit of fear to do so. And, and this, is, this is scriptural because the Lord says, you know, unless those days be short and there'd be no flesh saved, it'd be like in the days of Noah, only Noah and his, his, his wife and children were genetically pure from Adam. And that's where we're seeing this going right now. And let's not, you know, so you got CERN opening dimensional portals, you got, you know, the UFO, uh, now it's calling aerial, unexplained aerial phenomena. This has gone mainstream. Uh, I've been talking about this warning people for years. You've got Apophis, these asteroid that's supposedly, uh, in the Greek, that means unstoppable evil. It's the size of three football stadiums. It's expected to strike the Earth on the 13th of April, 2029. So, I mean, this goes back to, you know, um, in Hebrews 10, 25, it tells us, not to forsake the assembling ourselves together as the matter of some is, but exalting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. Well, what day is approaching? The Lord Jesus, Yeshua, is coming back to put the world in proper order. There is a new world order coming. It's just not the one that the Illuminati psychopaths and transhumanist psychopaths are expecting. <laughs> so how do you really feel about them? <laughs> Who's <laughs> supposed to love our enemies? I, I want I, I, I want them to be saved. I, I want them to, you know, these people are walking about thinking they're so arrogant, they're so full of pride. That's what took yes. down Lucifer. And they think they're going to become gods. In fact, I, I share with my church, I think just yesterday, um, uh, Yale University discovered that they, they took dead pigs and they were able to revitalize the organs, like uh, all the vital organs and bring. So now they're going to redefine death and there's Scripture, I think it's the Revelation 9, 6, maybe. Um, the, in that day, men will seek death and not find it. Mm, so I think they're going wow. To achieve, they're going to try to achieve a, 
a, a sense of, um, you know, a, a place of immortality without God's help. Well, it isn't going to work out very well for them. I could tell them that now. And uh, this is where we have, I mean, they're really talking about getting rid of these frail bodies and, and, and putting your, your consciousness into software. This is, I mean, this is like old news at this point. I mean, this is like sci-fi movies, honestly. I've been talking about this for years. I, mean, I get letters every week with people saying, you know, I, my, my pastor won't say talk about any of this stuff. I mean, I've been talking about this for a decade. Mm, so I'm wow. trying to the church about it. So tell the listeners how you got involved with this cast of um, Freedom Fighters, Health for Freedom. Uh, how do you trace back to them? I was just minding my own business. And um, <laughs> seriously, I, I didn't, didn't try to make anything happen. Um, the Lord just put us all together. And uh, for an old rock and roller like me, it's kind of strange sometimes to look around. My closest friends are all medical doctors. Um, I, I could admit that I'm, well, I, I quit med school my first day. I walked in the cadaver class thinking, this is going to be so amazing. It would be like Leonardo da Vinci. And I looked at what was around me and I thought, I don't really want to do this. I just want to play music and do art. And mm. I, that I was only there because my girlfriend at the time was a medical doctor. So, um, <laughs> so she was motivating you. Yeah, she was motivating me, trying to get me into med. So, you know, but I, you know, I went off and um, I did a lot of music, played with a lot of uh, people I really wanted to play with. And uh, so got to do a, a lot of things that we're setting out to do. So praise the Lord, because he directs our paths. And, and now I find, you know, I, I basically been able. I was, I was um, after to, to carry Madei was in that. Um, I was actually waiting for her to go to a, an event um, with my wife and her, and she, and she didn't turn up. It was the time she got, you know, a couple of weeks back, got in a crash, plane crash, mm. small uh, plane. Normally they they would explode and impact, and so I ended up uh, driving her parents to see if they flew in. Um, and I ended up, they wanted to hear the music on the new record because their daughter's on the cover, right? And we were, we're right. talking. I realized so many of the songs on the album came out of direct conversations, uh, things that I talked to Dr. Carrie Madej about. Um, mm. and, and Dr. Carrie Madej, I, I saw her at one of the Clay Clark's events, and she was, I believe, the voice on the transhumanism agenda. Probably. Yeah, we've both been talking about these things for quite a long time, and as well as Dr. Tempany and Kate Shimarani, um, you know, obviously Dr. Lee Mara, and so I'm just um, amazed and honored and thrilled that I get to work with them. They're just amazing sisters. So when it comes to this album, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, the lyrics and what's covered here? Um, Yeah, lyrically, you know, I well, the, the opening song I ended up doing with a friend of mine that um, is, is an amazing, legendary drummer, Common Apathy. I'd um, worked with him some years back with uh, Rick Derringer. We got to talking and um, read a number of my books. Um, just like, hey, I want to do what you'll do and I want to play for the Lord now. Uh, so it's like, hey, I just wrote the song. You want to do it? So it's basically a prayer. Put the music on the opening track. Uh, I love what he played on it. It's uh, make us free, asking, you know, like maybe King David crying out, like, how much longer is this going to be before it deliver me from this crazy King Saul guy? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So how much longer is it going to be before the Lord comes? And um, 
I, I think there's so much in this. I mean, think about this too, like even at the, the last supper, we call it the last supper, right? The last meal on earth with the Lord. Most people gloss over it, but it says, you know, they, they ate the, the last supper together and so on, like in Mark 14, I think. Um, and they, they sung us, they sung a hymn together, and then he went out. I mean, on the Mount Olives. I mean, he knew exactly, the Lord Jesus knew exactly how this is going to play out. He knows everything, he's God Almighty. But how amazing, most people missed it, and they sung a hymn. I mean, you're, you're going out to face the, the most horrific death anybody could ever experience, dying for the sins of the entire world, and, and you want to sing a song with the guys. Hmm. And then, yeah, we, we, the Lord sings over us as well. I think a lot of people miss that as well. So I find that music is very, yeah, as, a, as a musician, as well as, you know, I've written a book on epigenetics and how thoughts are created, how they affect your body. And I, I think there's so much here. Um, Psalm 33.3, you know, play unto him a new song, skillfully unto the Lord. And a lot of times we just want to keep hearing it like a child. I want to hear the same book every night, right? Right. Because the Lord wants creativity. He gave us all different fingerprints. He likes that individuality. Um, so for years of studying our Holy God book, The Supernatural, uh, of course, in studies of epigenetics, uh, I think at this point, I, I realized one well-crafted song can actually change our perceptions of reality. The way like one good idea can change the world. Like the God said, hey, let me invent a rubber band or a paper clip, any of that thing, right? And in fact, years ago, there was um, an interesting article I read in one of the music um, papers by a doctor named, I think it was Richard uh, Ligareno. He was a medical doctor. He actually was a brain specialist. He wrote an article saying, in effect, that you know, the incomparable power that music has upon the human brain, um, he said it's absolutely uncanny. I think he meant it's surreal. It's, it's uh, supernatural. It's divine because it can flood your, the human emotions with images and instantly produce such powerful changes in emotional states. Um, I remember him saying something like, uh, take it from a brain scientist, I, I still can't affect a person's state of mind the way one simple song can. Wow, consider, that's impactful. Yeah, and consider how King David, you know, before he was King David, mm -hmm. anointed music, um, he's playing, you know, the music, chased the, the, the evil spirits away from King Saul's, you know, it was going absolutely mad because King Saul did not know how to take his thoughts captive. Most of the church today does not know how to take their thoughts captive. You know, every thought's got to go through your hypothalamus gland and then it's going to be secreted, you know, what's going upstream in your consciousness. So you're actually dictating a lot of what happens. And so now the enemy came in, understanding that with a, nothing more than a temperature gun, and, and they, you know, they're, they're face masking slave mask nonsense, surgeon mask, and, and yeah. all these people bow down, hid in the cleft of the rock. Yeah. And what? I mean, spiritually, it says that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a sound mind. And, it, and so you look at that and you can see that those two things are opposite. So when you're in a spirit of fear, you're not going to be moving with sound rational thought. And you, some of the most educated people I know, I was pretty shocked how they responded under fear. You know? It was sad. I mean, when in the last 2,000 years has the church not come together for Resurrection Sunday, except last year? 
and, and the churches that you know were more high profile that tried to have a service were arrested. The pastors were arrested. I mean, we we went on, we carried on, we as normal through the whole thing, pretty much. But um, you know, it, it, I I heard about um, I was in California. There was, a, a, was last year's um, a group of parents and students, and they said, "Okay, we're not putting up with this." And so, what we're going to do? We're peacefully. We're just not sending our kids to school today. We're, we're going to make a stance. We're going to send a message to all you, all the director guys in in the educational system. That had an, an amazing impact because mm -hmm. um, the the um, what they they called it um, the guys that had the educational systems there and they they're going to lose a lot of money when you know students no longer come to the schools so they wrote a letter to the um governor newsom i think he's another guy that's trying out for the role of adolf hitler for this <laughs> yeah they, they had there's, back there's some good co competition for that role but yeah right. they had a back down and you know by the way um you know, a lot of so much of what we know, um, we thought we knew is not really the truth. And what we, you know, so it's, it's really, I mean, think about it, even like getting back to the music for a moment um, in an atmosphere of worship. It's 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 an atmosphere for miraculous stuff to happen. You know, healings can happen in that place of up when you're really worshiping and you don't need music to worship. But, you know, it's nice to have it when it's there. Yes. That's um, Job. Um, 38.7, you know, the Lord asked Job, well, where were you when the morning stars sang out and all the sons of God shouted for joy? And the heavenly host singing at the dawn of creation itself. So it transcends, music transcends the mind, body, and senses. And I, I think um, this new album, it's got 24 songs on it. And I, I've been getting an amazing response. Um, the reviews in England were, were um, a 10 out of 10 for the album. I, I don't know if Christian radio is going to get the courage to, to play, you know, these songs, um, because, you know, most of the Christian radio today is catering to soccer moms and their daughters, because those are the ones that show the boy, you know, music. Um, but again, you know, I, this is a message we got to get out there. We can, I, I, again, I can say more. I feel like I can preach thousands and thousands of sermons, but I can reach more people with one three-minute song than all those sermons I can give. Absolutely. And people do appreciate the performing arts. They really do. Uh, I recently went to a private showing of Super Spreader, which was taped here, filmed here in Tampa uh, with Sean Foyt. And I would recommend that when it comes out to everybody to really see what happened across the country, because People who just watched the mainstream version of it, they didn't get the whole truth. And we need to wake up that whoever buys the most ads controls the news. The six corporations that are controlling the narrative, the mainstream, right now, I mean, that's why, you, you know, you're only getting one side. When have you ever in history before um, suppressed freedom of speech? Oh, that's misinformation. If you question what we're doing, you know, don't question the science. Well, science is all about asking questions. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, this is like Orwellian doublespeak. You know, yeah. war is peace. You know, what? <laughs> yeah, it is. So we do actually have a clip of your song, and I wanted to try to cue it up here on the outgo. I think it would be 
really fun to share. There we are. There you are. Let's listen to this because I absolutely, I have to tell you, I love your music video. Uh, You show people who these characters are and um, you are definitely a rocking pastor. You're fun. You're innovative. The lyrics are incredible for what it people have just gone through. So I'm going to go ahead and play that on the way out. And I want to thank you so much for coming back on, sharing your new album. I want you to tell people uh, how they can get a copy of this and uh, listen and enjoy your music and further compositions you're going to be putting out. Uh, It should be pretty much everywhere now. Um, All the mainstream places should be carrying it. but you could also go to caspermcleodmusic.com and find it there. And some of the other albums we did last year, like Nanobots, which mentions Dr. Kerry Midday in the middle of the song. So mm. uh, just caspermcleodmusic.com is a good way to get there. And Casper is C-A-S-P-A-R. I'm with the Holy Ghost, not the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> it's the Holy Ghost. I love that. <laughs> All right. That sounds great. And we're going to listen to some of your catchy music on the way out here and again thank you for joining us and i'll be sending a copy over to dr lee Merritt so she knows that we we were able to share her message once again because she can put a presentation together on this that is bar none anywhere so she is an amazing lady and a, a true patriot from being a veteran to the practice that she has today so I thank you both for joining us and sharing your life, your story, and everything you've been able to come together and share with people. So God bless you. And here we go.
Thank you again for tuning in to The Soul Connection. We can be found at soulconnectionusa.com with our developing community. Please join us again every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until our next show, find new ways this week and every week to make your own Soul Connections.